Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. Welcome to Inside the Jets. We're broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. The Jets are on their bye, and my partner, co-host Eric Coleman, must be on his bye as well because the gentleman sitting next to me is, of course, rookie linebacker Blake Cashman, and our player guest segment is presented by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Blake, you're used to filling in here this season, so we're going to bring you right off the bat here. Um, how would you describe your... First three games in the National Football League. It's got to be, I got to imagine it, it must have been a whirlwind. Yeah, it's been uh, truly incredible. I mean, it's, ever, it's been everything I've dreamed of since I've been And, uh, you know, the past three weeks, it's been a big learning curve just because um, when you get those real game reps and you're going against such great competition um, and you're surrounded by great players, um, like guys like C.J. Mosley, Jamal Adams, uh, you just – feel yourself and you see yourself learning so much so fast and um, that's mentally and physically um, getting better every day. We're going to be taking your calls later here on Inside the Jets. 800-919-3776. Blake Cashman joins us right off the bat. The Jets 0-3. You didn't get the results you wanted against New England. That was your first experience against perhaps the greatest quarterback in the history of our game in Tom Brady. What was that like for you out there on the field at Gillette? And you guys took those first three punches. They scored on consecutive possessions out of the gate. And then you seemed to steady the ship, so to speak. Yeah, like you just said, we definitely got off to a rough start. And uh, defensively started to figure it out a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady, like you said, he's a great quarterback, great player. And definitely provides challenges for you know, any team, any defense. Uh, I think it was just one of those things that uh, after those three drives, after they scored, we kind of got in a rhythm. Uh, we started getting a feel for what they were doing offensively. But when you're playing a guy like Tom Brady, he reads the defense so well, and he dissects the defense. And uh, New England scheme, you know, they're going to attack players uh, instead of scheme. So um, you just got to be very aware of what they're doing and what they're going to go back to. And um, as the game went on, we started to slowly figure that out. But... Uh, it was one of those things that, you know, time was working against us. And, yeah. uh, you know, we couldn't beat the time, and they ended up getting a, a good jump on us. It, it, they seemed to uh, get you on a couple plays early where there were some coverage busts out there. I, I think about the play to the tight end, Izzo, right off the bat, a third and short where he's running free, and he gets that chunk gainer or the Philip Dorsett touchdown. Um, do you th point to – I know everybody's always asking at home, well, why did that happen? Why do we see uh, runners going free? Lack of execu execution or sometimes you guys got to maybe make some checks at the line and get out of a play? Yeah, there's a lot of things <laughs> that watching on TV that you don't <laughs> see uh, when you're on the field. But uh, what New England did really well against us, and they actually lead the league in this, is uh, with motions and shifts. And that's to uh, disrupt uh, defensive players' eyes and their keys and uh, try to confuse them as much as possible. So on that play, um, you know, we, we had a call, and the uh, tight end blocks out. Uh, the guy in the line scrimmage needs to 
man him, but the way it was timed up and everything, um, it just confused us, and it was a vacation, and New England was able to get a big play off that. So what do you think happened, though, after those three initial shots where you guys were able to say, okay, you know, we got we, we to gotta stop the bleeding, so to speak. Yeah, we, so we went to the side. We, we really talk about just going back, back home is what we say. And um, that's just going to our basic fundamentals and technique. And, you know, those are things that we've worked on since OTAs back in the spring. So um, we just try to uh, play basic football at that point out, uh, be very disciplined uh, with our assignments. And that just allowed us to, I think, play faster and more confident. Inside the Jets is supported by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets, here with Blake Cashman at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. You are an example of what has happened to the New York Jets here early this season because I think the team overall has taken some lumps because of a number of injuries, but a guy like yourself has grown so much in the first three weeks that we're going to be talking about it later in the season, the improved depth of this football team. Have you seen guys like yourself grow during these times of adversity? Absolutely. And I think uh, when you are faced with adversity, I think that challenge is what you know, pushes you to grow and become um, better uh, a lot faster. And um, I've seen it with myself and other guys from just because uh, Coach Gaze always talks about it that, you know, when somebody goes down this league, which it's guaranteed to happen, um, which is how physical it is, that there's got to be the next man up. And it's your responsibility uh, as a backup to be ready for when your name is called because at any moment in a game or even during the week when you're preparing in practice, uh, your number might be called and you got to step up and every starter and player on the team uh, expects you to uh, step into that role and take on the responsibility and do your assignment um, the right way. It did not take long for us to find out why the Jets gave C.J. Mosley a huge contract in the offseason. Pick six, a fumble recovery, then there in the second half against the Buffalo Bills in week one, he makes a hell of a play that prevents a touchdown pass from Josh Allen to John Brown. I don't think a lot of middle linebackers in the National Football League could have made that play at all. Unfortunately, he goes down with the groin injury. At that moment, what happens with you on the sideline? Well, I, I knew right then uh, that I had to be ready because, uh, you know, he walked out of the back of the end zone and uh, Coach Bush, linebacker coach, just said, Cashman, go. And, um, you know, I think the coach did a great job preparing players all week. And, you know, I felt like I was comfortable with every call that was going to be given my way. Uh, but, you know, it, it's football. And once, especially when it's that late in the game, you're kind of uh, already in a rhythm and uh, in a flow. So, um, you just go out there, and it's just like playing Little League when you're a little kid. Um, you just got to ignore all the, all the hype that, and the noise outside of it all. So Greg Williams, your defensive coordinator, always preaches the importance of cross-training. In your case, you got to learn how to be the Mike linebacker because I think in the summer they were taking a look at you there, but also the Will linebacker. And over the past couple weeks, of course, Neville Hewitt's the guy in the middle playing the mic, and you're playing the will. So tell us what goes into being on the inside, being the signal caller, and then also playing the weak side. Uh, just different responsibilities on the field. You know, the mic linebackers in charge of getting everybody aligned and getting the call and make sure everybody knows what's going on uh, for that given play. 
And uh, like you said, you know, you might be the third linebacker uh, in the depth chart, but um, if somebody goes down, you might have to play a different position or bump over to a different position depending on you know, how much experience you've had and um, how much under knowledge and understanding you have of that different position or that different role. Um, so, it, you know, we, we work all the time, uh, challenge each other as players to uh, understand different positions that we could possibly have to f uh, fulfill just in case an injury like that happens. Okay, so what does the term run fits mean? Because against Buffalo, maybe out of place a couple times, there's a group, and Devin Singletary found some gashes there in the fourth quarter, but you guys have been on it the mm -hmm. last two weeks against the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. A lot of people aren't pointing to the fact of the strength of the run defense, but the last two weeks, it's been there. Yeah, uh, well, we worked a lot on, in practice, uh, just working, you know, gap schemes and uh, offensive linemen pulling, just drills like that, because uh, that was a problem that Buffalo gave us that first game is they'd pull one or two linemen and uh, they'd get extra hats um, over to one side of the ball where they were running it, and um, we weren't filling those gaps fast enough. So uh, the past two weeks we've been working on that uh, to make sure it doesn't happen again. So uh, fifth-round pick out of Minnesota, you have a tremendous story because you were a very good basketball player and football player, and you actually, coming out of high school, you were deciding whether, hey, am I going to pursue my football career or maybe I'll go play both sports at a small school. So what ultimately led you to Minnesota? Uh, it really was one factor, and that was, uh, you know, what if. Uh, I remember sitting there thinking about making my decision, and I knew if I would have gone to a smaller school or to a school where I knew, you know, wouldn't be as challenging, where I'd probably be playing a lot more and uh, can, can could continue to be that star athlete that I was in high school. Um, I'd look back once college was over and and say, what if I would have, you know, taken a leap of faith and went and challenged myself a little bit more and uh, walked on at Minnesota and been able to play on such a big stage. And um, I didn't want to live with that guilt. So I, I took a chance on myself and uh, I'm, you know, very happy I did. Yeah, it paid off, no doubt about it. You were a walk-on there and then ultimately, you earned that scholarship. What was that moment like when, when they announced it? Were you in a, a team meeting? Because uh, a lot of times now we get the cameras out and we're able to capture these magical moments for guys like yourself who work your way up from maybe being a scout team player to a special teams contributor. And then you are a key guy on defense and ultimately you become a guy who's draftable and now you're starting for the New York Jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's a cool story, and you know, it's one of those things I hope uh, I can you know, inspire other kids uh, that were, are in or going to be in my position. And you know, it was a really special moment when I got my scholarship. And, you know, the number one, one thing that stood out to me was just the, the love that I felt from my teammates. You know, it, they almost seemed more excited for me than I was excited for myself. And um, that's when you know you got you know, special teammates, a good group of guys. And, um, that's what playing football, playing sports is all about, is that brotherhood, that family within a team. Does the bye now come at a good moment for you guys, considering the number of injuries you've dealt with here early in the season? I know a guy like yourself probably is like, let's keep on, <laughs> let's, let's keep up pushing ahead. I'm just finding my groove here. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you're absolutely right. You know, I'm somebody who likes to look at the positive side of things and, um, you know, it is an early buy, and most vets, I think, would say they'd want it late in the season. But 
uh, given our circumstance, uh, you know, with the injuries and just off to a rough start, I think it's a good time for us to uh, get an extra week to get healthy and then, you know, collect our thoughts and get really organized for uh, Philly and um, try to turn this thing around. What are you planning on doing with your time off? Uh, spend a little extra time in the weight room. You know, it's important in the season to uh, get your lifts and stuff in and, um, you know, in the, the bye week and take that time to uh, keep your strength up and then, you know, just any nicks and bruises you got, get healed up. But um, Are you going to go home? Going to go back to Minnesota? I'm thinking about it. I haven't made up my mind yet. But what are they, uh, they're at Purdue this week, so you won't you wouldn't yeah, see that. Yeah, so that's the thing. I, if they would have, <laughs> Minnesota been playing at, at home, I definitely, I think, would have gone back. But, uh, you know, it's good to get away from it a little bit, too, um, just to clear your mind and kind of hit the reset button. Now, hopefully for the Jets, they're going to get their quarterback on the defensive side of the ball back against the Eagles because C.J. Mosley is trending upwards, as is their quarterback on the offensive side of the ball. That's Sam Darnold. We're speaking to Blake Cashman right now, who has served as an understudy uh, for C.J. Mosley. He's also cross-training. He's out there in the starting lineup playing weak side linebacker next to Neville Hewitt right now. But I wanted to ask you about Mosley. What's he like in the room, and how much do you absorb for, from him? Because if you're walking around a complex... CJ doesn't talk too much, but when he talks, kind of like everybody kind of gravitates towards him. <laughs> I, think, I think you nailed it when you said it right there. You know, he's he's quiet, soft-spoken guy, but um, when he does talk, it's it's something very important. You better listen, and uh, you know it's great having him in the linebacker room, especially being a rookie, because uh, it's like having a second coach in the room, and to have somebody that's uh, a player slash coach and who's actually on the field seeing those live game time reps or in practice reps um you know he can kind of give you some tips or feedback to help your uh, technique or help uh, your assignment that you have on the field so um you know he's definitely a guy that's had a lot of success will continue to have success and uh, he knows so much and in this game you got to be a smart player so uh, I, I, that's why I sit right next to him in the meeting room to try to do you? as much uh, as possible. Do you? Yeah. So every time he goes in there, you're right next to him? Yeah. It, well, it's it's uh, Nev, CJ, and I okay. in a little pod together. <laughs> and, and how has Neville stepped up in, into the Mike linebacker role, too? Because, again, we're talking about you, but obviously he's the guy next to you, and he's now calling the signals when CJ was out. Yeah. I, I, he's done a wonderful job. I mean, you know, what stands out to me the most about him is just how tough he is and how hard he works. And um, you definitely see on, on the field with just, you know, how fast he is. And uh, he just he makes decisive decisions. And, um, you know, he understands that we have a lot of playmakers on, on the defense. So uh, he wants to get the call out right away so everyone can get a line and we can just play confident and play fast. And uh, he's definitely owned it. He's, uh, you know, I've seen him spend a lot of extra time with our position coach to, you know, make sure he understands the game plan because, uh, he knows he has a big responsibility on his shoulders to make sure that game plan is understood by the other 10 guys in the defense. Now, you are a high-motor guy. Greg Williams demands one speed from his guys, and that's track speed. Basically, run everywhere, get to the football, swarm. What has it been like for you, not only in the meeting room, but on game day with this guy as your coach, and he is he is the play caller, and he will get after the opponent in the parking lot. Yeah, it's it's awesome as a player, just how fired up he is. It just it brings a, an extra fire um, to each player, and 
Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a starter, backup, um, a pro boy. Like, he pushes everybody the same way, uh, and he challenges you every day in practice. I mean, it doesn't, even, it doesn't matter if it's game, if it's a full-speed practice with pads, or if it's a walkthrough. He is going to be getting after you and uh, making sure that uh, you understand what's going on. And, um, and I think that's, you know, what's going to push us uh, as we get going in the season more and towards the end to uh, make us a great defense. Now, here it is. You, rookie season, three games in. You know the season, the NFL, is an eternity. So are veterans telling you that to keep your head up? And with that being said, the second part of that question is, Everybody's raving about the chemistry inside the locker room, the feel, and that you guys are going to be a tight-knit group. Nothing's going to break you apart. Do you sense that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was something I noticed day one when I got here was uh, just the urgency to be a great team. Um, and, you know, there's so much accountability. The players aren't afraid to, you know, speak up and get after somebody for the right reasons. And, uh, when you have that in a locker room, you know you have a special team. We just got to, you know, put it all together uh, and, you know, execute on, on game day. But um, we, we have the spirit there, and I think, um, you know, that's important to have or else you're not going to be a great team. Now, the game's going to continue to slow down for you. That's, what, that's something that Jamal Adams says, and he's a Pro Bowl player, and he's in his third year. But I know this – question might sound funny on the surface but in your short time out there has it slowed down a little bit where your eyes are better and you kind of understand and more as far as how offenses are attacking you yeah without a question I mean I've felt that difference just from our past game against New England and then uh, when I first you know had to step in and get some defense snaps against Buffalo I, I felt like I was you know seeing things earlier um, anticipating things um, sooner and uh, I just felt more comfortable out there and uh, when you have that confidence it just allows you to you know play free and that um, eventually leads you to make plays. Does it get you charged up thinking about the potential of what this team can be down the line? We're talking about Mosley nearing return. Also Brandon Copeland outside mm -hmm. linebacker serving a four-game suspension right now. He's going to be back. Jordan Jenkins, opposite him, tied for the lead in sacks last year with seven. A tremendous edge setter against the run, turning things inside. A tough guy. He missed the game against New England. He shouldn't be out too long. Um, and then uh, Avery Williamson's not coming back, unfortunately, with the ACL. But if you think about the linebacker unit yeah. out there yesterday, yeah. it was all guys slated to be reserves at the beginning of the year. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to get those guys back, guys that have played a lot of football, have a lot of experience, you know, they understand the game. Uh, you know, you only can imagine the possibilities of uh, what we can do on defense. But uh, what's great is, you know, right now we have guys that, like you said, are reserves, but they're getting that experience. So, you know, that could lead to uh, more packages on defense, um, you know, bringing more pressure at the quarterback just because you guys, you rotate guys in and out with fresh legs. So, uh, I think there's endless of possibilities of, you know, what we can achieve defensively. Are uh, you encouraged by not only what you're doing in the run game, but in the pass game? Because uh, it made a, a nice PD against the Browns, and then yesterday up the sideline against Burkhead, you were all over him. I, you know, we're talking about your eyes, but athletically, you have good speed, and you, to me, are a prototypical linebacker in terms of coverage. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, I love to get out and cover, especially in man. Uh, just something I like about that one-on-one -on -one challenge, man-to-man. Uh, -man. But, um, you know, it's G-Dub, Greg Williams, he, he likes to get man coverage, you know, bring pressure to the quarterback because um, that's all he wants to do is, you know, get after uh, offenses. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that you got to, you know, keep working on and keep getting better because I know as the season goes on, he's going to want to, uh, you know, Keep bringing that pressure. Keep that man coverage out there. Well, Blake Ashman, you're off to a hell of a start in your NFL career, and only better days are ahead. Enjoy the early bye. You know, watch the Gophers play Purdue. That should be a tight game in the Big Ten. And uh, you'll be back at it next week. We're going to come right back here on Inside the Jets, 800-919-3776. And also quarterback Luke Falk is going to join us. Uh, Stidham lines up with a shotgun. Two receivers left. Board to the right. Back he goes to throw. Throws it right. And it's intercepted right through the hands of Bolden. Jamal Adams runs left. He's got a convoy to the 30, 20, 10, 5 touchdown. Remember, Jets fans, you can stream inside the Jets live through the Jets app presented by M&T Bank. Go to the App Store or Google Play now and search official New York Jets. Also, Jets reward members, don't forget to enter the code GAME, G-A-M-E, GAME, in your Jets rewards portal during the show to earn 100 points. Our player guest segment is presented by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. We had Blake Cashman on in our first segment, and now quarterback Luke Falk joins us. The clean shaven Luke Falk. Yep. So bring some new energy. So, <laughs> so tell us about uh, taking the beard off. Uh, you know, it was just time. It was, uh, you know, time to turn the season around. So I had to, you know, get a clean shave and get some new new energy flowing into it. So your first NFL start, New England Patriots, Gillette Stadium. Um, obviously, you didn't get the result that you wanted. When you got back to the complex today, you took a, little, a look at the film. What did you see? You know, I thought it wasn't as bad as it felt on the sideline. Um, you know, I thought we had some good plays out there. It's just, you know, kind of like we talked about last week, we got to make plays during those critical times, and we got to find a way to string long, long drives to flip the field position and score some points. So... Um, I think this bye week will be a good week for us to regroup and uh, get closer as a team and then go out and get healthy and, and uh, play a good game against Philly. How would you describe the offensive system that Adam Gase runs? Because you were in Miami and Sam Darnold was joking about it last week. He said, hey, listen, Luke knows the system better than I do. <laughs> well, I think it's a great system. I think uh, when everybody's on the same page and, um, you know, I think when we're playing confident, it's a it's a great system. Coach Gase calls a great great game, and uh, you know I think we're we're going to be ready to roll. I think uh, you know these first three weeks, good good learning lessons for us. But it's a long season. We got a lot of games to play, and uh, you know we got a lot of work to do. But I think we got a good group, and we're going to be able to get it done. I mean, butterflies or nerves out there yesterday. I would imagine that would be natural. And for a lot of guys, they get those anytime they step on the football field. You handle yourself very well against the Cleveland Browns in a relief appearance coming in for Trevor Simeon, completing 20 at 25. Um, yesterday, first pass right off the bat, 15 yards, Jameson Crowder. Yeah, you know, I felt good. I felt like just a regular game. 
Uh, really was just focused on things that I can control and trying to do my job. And you know, obviously the result wasn't what we wanted, but you know, looking back on the process, there's some good things there, some things to, to learn on and grow from, and uh, now I'm only going to get better. How difficult is it for a quarterback in an NFL offense, no matter who you're playing against, much less the Patriots, where a lot of times you're facing third and longs? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, we talk about we want to be in first and second down all day. And, uh, you know, if we do get in third and down, we want to make it third and manageable, not third and 18, third and 12. So we just shot ourselves in the foot. we got to do a better job early in the downs. Um, and I think, I think if we do that, we, we can put a, put a lot of points up and definitely be more productive on third down. You, you don't make a ton of mistakes out there from what I can see. It, obviously, the interception. Yeah, I definitely want that one back. But. Uh, uh, well, you said you want that one back. Yeah. It happened in the second half. What were you seeing and what did you expect to see, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those routes where uh, he got caught inside. We're supposed to get back out, but it was a stupid throw on my part. Uh, right as I let it go, I knew I knew it was an aired throw. And uh, in that situation, you just got to find the check down and try to move the chains that way. So. I think, you know, overall there's there's about three or four plays that I, you know, wish I could have back, and that was definitely on the top of the list. Yeah, and you guys are dealing with a lot right now because you obviously practicing with the ones for just a week of practice, mm -hmm. third quarterback in as many games. Then you got some changes on the outside. Quincy Nunwa goes on into reserve. Demarius Thomas unable to suit up against his former team, the New England Patriots. Chris Hearn is still out of the lineup. Yeah, you know, that's the NFL. Adversity is going to strike. And, you know, my dad always says success is how you recover. And uh, we got a chance to recover here. So we're going to see what type of team we're made of, what type of grit we have. And, uh, you know, it'll be exciting. I think we're going to grow together as a team and, uh, you know, go on a run here. Sam Darnold, Luke, is targeting a return against the Philadelphia Eagles. Regardless, you're going to be ready to go. I know that. Uh, what has uh, your interaction been like with Sam of recent note considering he goes down with the mono and he's such a competitor like yourself he wants to be on the field yeah yeah I know it's killing him being on on the sidelines right now especially right now when he's feeling good um, you know I think Sam and I have a good relationship and you know he's he's doing everything that he can to be out there and help the team and you know I'm doing everything I can to to give us the best shot so you know whenever he comes back I'll do my best to help him out and and, uh, you know, still prepare myself. When you're reviewing film, you're reviewing it with Dahl, Adam, and the rest of the quarterbacks? Or uh, how does that process work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, during the meeting time, everyone's in there. And then after, you know, just, just us quarterbacks will stay in there and review it ourselves. And Sam's been in there and he had some great points last week that, that really helped me out. And, uh, you know, we, I think we just try to feed off each other. And, you know, I think what's cool about this quarterback room is everybody's rooting for each other and everybody's just trying to help the guy that's playing. I just talked to Blake about it, and this is something that a lot of the players have talked about, Luke, is that we have a group that likes each other, that cares about each other, and we're not going to break no matter what happens here. Obviously, not where you want to be here, 0-3, struggling offensively right now. But um, there's a lot of belief in that locker. Yeah, I think so. I think we know what we're capable of. I think we know that tough times don't last, tough people do. And, uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll see what we're made of. I think we got some good competitors with guys that got a lot of grit, so it'll be exciting. I'm, I'm excited for the challenge. So you talked about it during the week, and I know you were asked about it a thousand times. I already know what question's coming. Yeah, so, <laughs> so but we, we, we're on radio, so we got to yeah. talk about it. Six-round pick out of Washington State, number 199 overall in 2018. Tom Brady, six-round pick out of Michigan. Um, number 199 overall. He was your guy growing up uh, in Utah, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Now, I, after the game, you know, somebody shot me over a picture. There were some, some weird similarities. He started, you know, his first game he started was his third game in his second year at 24 years old, and he was pick 199. So it's just kind of weird in that sense. But, uh, you know, it was fun being able to go compete against him and, uh, you know, shake his hand after the game, after competing, and you know, idolizing him for so long. But you know, I'm in the same league as him now, and I, you know, I got to be my own player. And but it was, it was fun to go out there and compete. And you know, obviously, we wish the results were uh, a little different, but at the same time, you know, fun having the opportunity. Did he give any quick words of advice to you? He just gave me some encouragement that yeah. I'll just keep between him and me. But I, I definitely appreciated it. Yeah, I, I got to imagine. Uh, a memorable moment for you that you're going to be looking back at um, offensively. What do you think? Can you can you pinpoint one thing that's stopping this unit right now? And, you know, we talked about the injuries, but and you you were quick to say every every team in the National Football League didn't want that. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, we just got to be successful on first and second down. We've got to have positive plays. Um, Right now, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot too much. We're having too many negative plays, whether it be penalties, sacks, um, you know, just, you know, unsuccessful runs at times right now. So, you know, for me, I can't, I can't allow these sacks. I got to get the ball out of my hands. You know, I had my old coach in college used to say every, every sack's on the quarterback, and I try to take that to heart. So, uh, you know, just from my perspective, got to be better at that. And, uh, you know, I think if we're better on first and second down, we're going to give ourselves a chance. I think you just made a reference to Washington State coach Mike Leach. Uh, yeah, yeah, Papa Leach. <laughs> Papa Leach. You were a walk on at Washington State. We got about 45 seconds. I know you could probably write a book on Mike Leach, but what did you take from him and how did he help you get to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think from the football aspect, what he does a great job is keeping simple things simple. And that's kind of stuck with me. And then just, you know, him giving me the opportunity to even go up there and compete and compete with the scholarship guys and, you know, give me a fair opportunity. So I, I'm uh, forever grateful to him, you know, even allowing me to be able to be in this point right now. Their quarterback Saturday threw nine touchdown passes against UCLA, but you guys couldn't pull that off. I was shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I was shocked. 67-63 defeat. Um, but, hey, listen. Uh, you are a gamer. You've worked your way up uh, to this position. I know you're going to be there for, for the New York Jets when they need you down the stretch, whenever that may be. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on Inside the Jets. And remember, folks, 800-919-3776. We're going to come back with some of your calls. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Here comes the Jet Blitz. He's under pressure, and the Jets get home and get a sack back on the opposite side of the 50-yard line by Neville Hewitt for a loss of seven.
Inside the Jets is supported by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Eric Allen back here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. No Eric Coleman tonight, but we did have Blake Cashman on in our first segment, a young promising linebacker for the New York Jets. Also Luke Falk, who made his first NFL start Sunday against the New England Patriots. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls, 800-919-3776. I just want to update some folks about Sam Darnold. We know that he's missed the last two games with a case of mono. Um, it's been a tough go for the Jets at the quarterback position here in 2019. Darnold starts. He said he didn't feel like himself against the Buffalo Bills, even though he completed 28 of 40 one passes um, he originally thought he had strep throat but then diagnosed with mono Trevor Simeon starts against the Cleveland Browns he goes out for the year with ankle ligament damage and then yesterday in New England Luke Falk starts but if you're a Jets fan Sam Darnold's return is right around the corner he is targeting the Philadelphia Eagles game in week five. Folks are saying around one Jets drive, this is a great time for the bye. This is one of the primary reasons why. This, again, is a 22-year-old developing quarterback in his second season. Hopes are high around Darnold. He is a talented player, uh, a guy who can make plays when everything breaks down around him. Right now, the Jets' offense is not in rhythm. We have seen that the last couple weeks. We saw it even in week one when the Jets faced the Buffalo Bills. They scored eight offensive points against the Bills. Right now, the defense and the special teams has outscored the green and white. With that being said, remember what Sam Darnold showed last year when he came back from injury, leading the Jets to a come-from-behind victory over the Buffalo Bills, and then going on a major tear in December. Everything is headed in the right direction with Darnold right now. Uh, his spleen, the size of it, of course, you're not going to mess with it. He will not be on the football field unless he is cleared by the doctors. The size of the spleen has gone down, and the Jets released their backup quarterback today, meaning that shows you, hey, we got confidence that he's going to be out there on the football field. That would mean that Falk would resume his backup duties when the Jets return to action. We'll have further updates about Darnold next week, but the Green and White are thinking that he is going to be back on the practice field next Wednesday, and that is... Uh, that will be a major deal for the Jets moving forward. Again, the record is not where anybody wants it to be, but the facts say the Jets are down eight regulars against the New England Patriots when kickoff arrived yesterday afternoon at Gillette Stadium. Sam Darnold not in the lineup. Tight end Chris Herndon still serving that four-game suspension, he'll miss one more game. On the outside, Quincy Inunua went to injured reserve with a neck injury. Demarius Thomas dealing with the knee and a hamstring issue. He was out of the lineup as well. Then 
You switch to the defensive side of the ball. We talked to Blake Cashman. Reserves all across the board at the linebacker position. You're dealing, you're playing without your quarterback on defense, who is C.J. Mosley, who is a great player in his own right. Quinnen Williams, the number three overall selection in the draft out of Alabama. He has not played the last two weeks. These are not excuses. The point is that the Jets have dealt with adversity in a big way. They got to get some kind of offensive rhythm after the bye. Adam Gase talked about that today. No matter who's playing quarterback, got to block better up front. Going to have to create some more daylight for Le'Veon Bell. We know that. Le'Veon Bell is earning his money and then some here on, in the early going. But um, the Jets are going to play better football. 16-game regular season, <laughs> 13 games to go. That is an eternity. And when you look at the schedule, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles, you got a trip there. That's going to be a tough ball game. A lot of people think they will be contending for a trip to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. But they just lost at home yesterday to the Detroit Lions, and they're dealing with injuries in their own right. They're one and two. Then you have a home date with the Dallas Cowboys, a team who could contend in the AFC. They look mighty fine right now, 3-0. and And then finally, you got the Patriots at home. But before we go to a break, let's just think about the schedule after that. At Jacksonville, one and two. At Miami, a team who is 0-3. A home date with the Giants, who started Daniel Jones yesterday. He was impressive, but that's a 1-2 ball club. Saquon Barkley might not be in the lineup when the Jets face the G-Men. At Washington, a team still looking for its first victory. Versus Oakland, a team who is rebuilding. They are 1-2 right now. And Cincinnati, a team who is 0-3. Then you come home and you face the Miami Dolphins, a team who is still looking for its first win. Listen, you got to look at the Jets in 2019 in a long-term view. Right now, 0-3, not a lot of things happening for them offensively. Their quarterback's coming back. Their quarterback on defense is coming back. They're getting guys healthy. They're getting guys back from suspension, and the schedule is going to lighten up. I want to hear from you. Here on Inside the Jets, 800-919-3776. I'm going to call, come back with calls in our final segment. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Edwards set to take the snap at the Jet 35. Picks it away. End over end kick. Olszewski an immediate fair catch signal. Drops the football inside the 10-yard line. It's loose at the goal line. Did the Jets just recover it in the end zone? Where will they mark it and who will they give it to? The officials are getting together. Touchdown Jets! Arthur Mallette comes away with the football. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. You are listening on ESPN Radio. Alan Hahn is going to follow us, and I know he's going to be talking about the Jets and, of course, uh, a New York Giants rookie quarterback who made his debut uh, in victorious fashion. Listen, uh, better days are ahead for the New York Jets because they're going to get their quarterback back in the lineup very soon, and that is Sam Darnold. Uh, this team has dealt with a lot of adversity here 
early this season. I'm going to get my co-host back in two weeks because we're on the bye next week, but uh, Eric Coleman will be back uh, next to me as well. And Blake Cashman and Luke Falk have came out to Vanderbilt's tonight. So, But I said I wanted to get some calls, so let's rifle through a few of these right now. Ira's been on hold for a while. Ira, what's up? Hey, yeah, what's happening? What's up, buddy? Uh, good, spot with, good spot with Luke and Cashman, and, and I love Cashman since camp. I thought he's really kind of really stepping it up. Nice to see him have success so far. You know, of course, yesterday, you know, we knew what we're going in there with, a, you know, eight guys out. You get the whole picture. But, you know, going forward, yeah, there are a lot of winnable games and very encouraging news about Sam. And I know we have a great medical staff. Uh, I know they're not going to put him out there unless he's like 150% guaranteed to be healthy. But the thing that I just have to get out there, last year, okay, the last quarter of the season when Sam played well, that offensive line pretty much is the same players that we have right now except for the center and the left guard. And Asamole was an upgrade. Um, I'm not quite sure. I, I know they didn't spend too much time playing together during summer, but these are all veterans, and there's just too much miscommunication. How are they going to get this fixed for the Philly game? Listen, that is a fair point, and <laughs> the Jets will tell you themselves that, hey, listen, it hasn't been good enough up front. Yesterday, five sacks Luke Falk had. Also, there's been no day daylight for Le'Veon Bell. Almost all of Bell's yards, it seems, have been yards after contact. they got to find some room to create space, make it a clean pocket. The thing about Darnold that you don't want to depend on all the time when he comes back into the lineup is to create on his own. The Jets do have to do a much better job up front. And why the bye comes at a good time for this coaching staff is Adam Gase and those offensive coaches are going to go back into the lab and say, what's working? And right now, offensively, not a lot. you got to hang your hat on something, and what can we do moving forward? But again, getting Darnold back will be a big piece, but the line has to block better. And the entire the Jets team, in terms of offensively, has to develop better rhythm. You can't get into third and longs in the National Football League. You will not win that way. Uh, let's go to Joel right now. Guys, great show. I'm an avid listener. I listen all day. And Dave Robson, you guys don't, and I'm a quarterback, been a quarterback my whole life, never played D1, played D2. Here's what I'm trying to say. If it wasn't for Drew Henson getting cleaned on the sideline, if it wasn't for Drew Bledsoe getting cleaned on the sideline, this guy would not be – you have to land as a quarterback. You have to land in, a, in an offense that suits you. You just interviewed a fifth-round walk-on that's got an NFL job. How come nobody pays any attention to this? It's where you land. There's so many good quarterbacks that I don't care if they're Jesus Christ – if they don't have an offensive line to protect them, their talent can't shine. Brady's talent, he got on the field twice because somebody got their bell rung. Brady had no intention of being drafted. Brady was never going to be drafted. Brady got on the field twice yeah. for an injury. And one Thanks for the call, Joel. Okay, so the point on that is, yeah, Tom Brady, six-round draft pick. I actually was on the field that day working in public relations uh, across the way. Nobody knew Tom Brady was going to be this. 
Uh, that was the Drew Bledsoe era, 2001. Um, the Jets went up there after 9-11, and then Brady became a, a great quarterback, a fantastic quarterback. Uh, sometimes it's hard to predict what these guys are going to become. Um, and I also think that when the people are looking at the Jets' offense right now, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's got to be better, but you, you, we're overlooking the fact that <laughs> you, you just played with a quarterback who had a one week of practice with the ones. He was just promoted from the practice squad. And the offensive line, it starts up front. And again, these guys are going to have to find some answers during the bye week. Um, we got time for maybe, uh, Gary, you got about 30 seconds. Go ahead, Gary. Got about 30 seconds. Is it me? I thought I was going to be on the Alan Hahn show. Oh, I'm sorry, Gary. You can call in a minute. Okay. That's all the calls we're going to have for tonight because that's all the time we have. But, uh, again, listen, the Jets are off this weekend. Next week, uh, then they'll get back to work, and then they'll follow that up with a date against the Philadelphia Eagles, a team who is dealing with some injuries of their own. They're one and two on the season. Then they got a home date with the Dallas Cowboys who are off and running, and then they'll follow that up with another game against the New England Patriots. But uh, Sam Darnold is feeling better. He's targeting a return to practice next week. So good news for the Jets. Alan Hahn is up next on ESPN New York. And thanks to Blake Cashman and also Luke Falk.